This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen every Sunday for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our worship theme today, Being in Christ offers a transformed life, both now and in eternity. Taking the high road. There is a strange phenomenon going around these days. Normally quiet, sensible people are suddenly transformed into loud braggarts consumed by a single notion, often to the point of being obnoxious. There's a name for these people. We call them grandparents. To try to reason with these people or to tell them to be quiet is sort of like saying to the wind, don't blow, or to a squirrel, stay away from the nuts. They simply cannot help themselves. They have some wonderful news and they're going to tell you about it, whether you like it or not, usually replete with photos. The phenomenon is similar to the early bearers of the good news of Easter. We must obey God, they said. To try to silence them would be, have been futile, but this world did try. We read from Acts chapter 5, beginning at verse 27. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not straightly command you that you should not teach in his name? And behold, ye filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a saviour, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. The early disciples found conflict. One would think that the bearers of such liberating news would have been welcomed with open arms. But those who profit by the system do not welcome news that liberates those whose imprisonment lines their pockets. Enslavers do not want to hear news that would free the slaves. Vested interests seek to protect its concerns at all costs. The status quo will not foot the bill for change. So the disciples found themselves in the middle of controversy. When we tell the liberating news of the resurrected Christ, we should expect no other. It could be the state, as in our text, or even organised religion. But beware, the gospel always has and always will have its enemies. The disciples continued in their obedience. 
Warning and imprisonment did not deter them. Even when those threats were carried out, they would not be silent. As the story unfolded, the death of James, Stephen, Paul, Peter and others only made more firm their obedience. On August 24, 1864, President Abraham Lincoln assembled a cabinet, wrote a resolution and asked each member to sign it sight unseen. To call Jesus Lord means we obey whatever and whenever. Obedience means taking the high ground. To follow Jesus means that we expect more of ourselves than does the world. We are subject to a higher standard, the standard of Jesus. It costs him, it will cost us. The world says, manipulate. To get your way you have to be shrewd and controlling. So what if you have to step on a few folks on the way up the ladder of success? Funny, Jesus never saw it that way. The world says, dominate. If cunning, deceit and shrewd manipulation doesn't work, go ahead and use stronger messages. Some of the issues of our day, like prayer in schools, abortion and tax appropriation, are very complicated. Some say if we have the answers, it's our duty to enforce them. Funny, Jesus always respected the right of the individual. The world says retaliate. If milder measures don't prevail, lower the boom. Can you picture Jesus saying that? There's only one thing wrong with these measures used by the world. They don't work. We've closed the bloodiest century in mankind's history. It's given us World War II, apartheid, the Holocaust, Vietnam, Iraq, just to name a few. Some things ain't working. There must be a better way. And that's something Jesus did speak about a lot. He spoke about the way of love. Love, when true to itself, is greater and more powerful than anything evil can throw in its way. Look at the empty tomb. Like the one who rose from the empty tomb, our love must be for all, the enslaved and those who enslave. As Nelson Mandela stated, a man who takes away another man's freedom is a prisoner of hatred. The oppressed and the oppressor are robbed of their humanity. Our mission is to obey God, to love as Jesus loved, no matter the cost. That's taking the high road. Though Henri Matisse was 28 years younger than Auguste Renoir, the two artists were good friends. When Renoir was confined to his house for the last 10 years of his life, Matisse continued to visit his friend. Renoir, almost paralysed by arthritis, continued to paint. Watching his friend in obvious pain, Matisse asked, Why do you continue? Renoir replied, The beauty remains, the pain passes. It's worse the cost to take the high road. It's called obedience. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0. Our first music today, To God Be the Glory, a hymn with lyrics by Fanny Crosby and tuned by William Howard Duane, first published in 1875. It was already popular in Great Britain before publication because Ira D. Sankey had introduced it there during Moody's 1874 evangelistic campaign. Despite this, the song failed to 
take wide usage in the United States and was included in very few hymnals until in 1954 Cliff Barrow, song leader for Billy Graham, was handed a copy with the suggestion to be added to the song work for the London Crusade. It was so popular that he included it again later that year in the Crusade in Nashville. To God be the glory. Oh 
How do fish survive in Antarctic waters without freezing? The answer is that their blood plasma has lots of antifreeze protein that bind to ice and prevent the crystals from growing and thus causing damage. Some evolutionists claim that this is an example of evolution in action because new DNA code has been created that codes for the antifreeze protein. But does this really support molecules to man evolution? Antifreeze proteins are quite different from the complex, specific proteins found elsewhere in the fish or in our own bodies. They are simple proteins which may have arisen through the duplication of a digestive enzyme gene that lost its original function due to mutations scrambling it. Even though they fortuitously prevent ice crystals from growing, this is a very non-specific job that many different random proteins could perform. So, even though antifreeze proteins help fish survive, they don't explain how complex specific proteins could arise by mutations. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. You're listening to Great News and God's Views on 3FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We continue with the hymn Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, written by Henry Francis Light in 1834. It was among a collection of 300 hymns entitled Spirit of the Psalms. Queen Elizabeth chose this hymn to be sung as a processional at her wedding. Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven.
You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or TuneIn and now on Amazon Echo devices using the Free FM 89 Alexa skill. Let's settle some questions. Today, as in the first century, people are confused about who Jesus is. Various theories, both inside and outside the church, compete for a hearing. We discuss his nature. Is he divine or human? We ponder his death on the cross. What effect does his death have today? And we debate the future. Will he return or not? John introduces his letter to the churches in Asia Minor and to us by giving a rather complete summary of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. We read from Revelation Chapter 1, beginning at verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which was to come, and from the seven churches which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the princes of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindred of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, Amen. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Who is Jesus? Jesus says in his message to the churches is from Jesus, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Elsewhere, Jesus identifies him as the Logos, or the word of John. He also tells us, Whosoever has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus is God revealing himself to humanity in a form with which he can identify another human. Is he divine? Yes. Is he human? Yes. Who else can we trust to be a faithful witness to who is God is but God himself? One of the truths to which Jesus witnesses is God's desire and power to keep his promises, and particularly the promise to raise us from the grave. Having become the first begotten of the dead, Jesus proves that God can and will raise us. What does Jesus do for us? John also says it's Jesus that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Charles Wesley wrestles with the question, Could Jesus love me? And draws a conclusion of an emphatic yes in his hymn, And Can It Be? Jesus' love sends him to the cross to give himself for our sins. Jesus frees us from the power our desire of the sins that grip us and stand between us and God. Jesus will give his people the authority to rule with him. He also calls each Christian to be a priest and have direct access to God on behalf of other people. The purpose of the letter is to tell his reader what will happen in the future. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. Jesus will return to claim the authority that his claim the people that are his church and judge the world. 
all people will see him and know who he is. Then it'll be too late to agree. He really is God. All the people who rejected him will mourn. If you will turn to him and trust him, you will find he really is the faithful witness. His testimony can be trusted. If you will turn to him and trust him, you will find not only forgiveness but freedom from the sins that pull you down. And if you turn to him and trust him, you will reign with him for eternity. Just ask anyone who's accepted him and they will tell you. Don't wait. Come to Jesus now. For copyright reasons, we can no longer broadcast in the Unshackled series. <laughs> These are recreations of true stories of how people from different backgrounds with differing problems such as drugs, alcohol or living on the streets have come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and so come to salvation. They are, however, available to be downloaded by googling Unshackled and following the prompts. Our next music, Holy, Holy, Holy with words by Reginald Heber and music by John Dacus Dykes, written in 1861. It was sung in the 1953 film Titanic. Holy, holy, holy. This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us for Great News and God's Views today on 3FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. 
We invite you to listen in every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. 89.0 is live-streamed from freefm.org.nz or TuneIn and now on Amazon Echo devices using the FreeFM 89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on the show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our closing music today, How Great Thou Art. This was voted UK's favourite hymn by BBC Songs of Praise and reckoned second after Amazing Grace on the list of favourite hymns of all time in 2001. How Great Thou Art.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.